0: got your Bibles, Luke, Sister Bushnell, we honor you today, I know my wife has already alluded to it, but I I, I, I did know it, we honor you, and to my wife I honor her today, I hope this day is, is a special day, I hope every day I make it special for you, you your kids make it special for you, Again. Luke chapter 1. Starting with verse 5. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. And his wife was one of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. They both were now well stricken in years. It came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right hand. And as Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, fear fell upon him. The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Turn over to verse 57 of the same chapter and Elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. Her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had shewed great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her. And It came to pass on the eighth day. They came to circumcise the child. They called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said not so. But he shall be called John. They said, There's none of thy kindred of this name. And they made signs to the Father that he would call and asked for a writing table. He wrote, said, His name's John, and they marveled. That mama spoke up in the end and told those people, No. I want to preach to you, you will not be known by your dilemma. You will not be known by your dilemma. If you would lift your hands one more time and ask God to help us today, Jesus. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power that it holds. God, I'm just a man. But I'm asking for your word to flow through me, through us, together as a people. And let your word do what only it can do. Equip, position, regenerate, save, deliver. God, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus and by the authority of your name. God, let your will be done in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. There has been a... I don't know uh, again where where some of these thought processes come from, and and there has been a slow eroding away. I, I think most of us are here are old enough to remember uh, some some past memories that you'll be able to identify with this statement. But there has been a slow eroding to the uh, benefit of the Word of God and and the. A benefit of, of the house of God and 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 a true man of God preaching a message that you and I leave a church service and hearing something from the word of God that forever changes us. There there has been an eroding to the mindset of people. But if you and I venture back just many years ago when we were younger we can remember services that we came to and the power of God was so strong and the presence of God was so evident. That when you and I left that place, our minds were changed, our hearts were changed, our spirits were changed. Well, let me maybe paraphrase or bring into what happened on that day. You and I had an encounter with God that forever changed us. I believe that in this end time, God is ready to give His church and people an encounter that would forever change us. I'm tired of the world trying to change my mind. I need God to step in where I am in the middle of my dilemma and give me a fresh hope that God's for me in the midst of my trouble. We turn to every other source to try to have consolation or a, a source of remedy, God, to the, to the feeling that's out of place in my spirit. When really the dilemma that has come to me, if I'm not careful, That will become my identity. The circumstances and situations that you and I find ourselves in. Was not meant to destroy us. It was not meant by a God that has great pleasure out of seeing his people suffer. But God allowed it to come to show you and I. There's a greater revelation of him. A greater relationship with him. A greater place in him. That you and I have never found before. Zechariah priest that would offer incense in the house of God that was in the days of tabernacles and temples and these things that they had to orchestrate and do to approach God and here is Zechariah a priest that has to offer incense doing his daily duty I'm thankful for faithfulness still in the house of God thank God he was at location when he needed to be on location Thank God he was at a place that he needed to be because God was counting on that man to facilitate the purpose of God in a tomorrow don't ever let the enemy tell you and I that our purpose is not of great value in the kingdom of God but if you and I are on location at the right time and at the right place God is going to visit you and I that's why you and I it's imperative we're not living in an hour that church is an option church should be a mandate for you and I every day I need to be in the house of God every time the doors are open I want to be in the house of God why because I've got a dilemma I'm facing outside these four walls and if I'm not God, careful, that's going to become my identity. That dilemma is going to become huh, what I'm known by. You know people like that. You and I know people like that. We run into them day in and day out. We don't really say it to their face, but we really know in the back of their mi- our mind that's that person. What are you talking about? That one that just always has a problem. Come on, I need three people right now on Mother's Day. Won't you be honest? That's just, oh my God, that's just that same it, Man, it ain't never going to change for her. She was a nag 40 years ago and she's worse of a nag today. I'm going to get y'all to say something one way or the other. She was this or that or he was this or that. And that's become their identity. Bring it down to crisis. That chronically you're sick. God forbid they ever really get cancer. Because they're always worrying about if I get it. And their mind goes, that's become their identity. The dilemma that their mind is not able to, to deal with now has become an identity to them that that's what they're known by. See, this is Elizabeth and John or Zechariah. Because the Bible says she was barren. Here's the thing that really just baffles me they were righteous and they lived for God. See, this mindset that says, well, if I live for God, everything's going to be perfect, not so. Living for God has got its shares of challenges too You say well why would then I want to live for God with all my heart Because here's the thing I know the end of the story And the end of the story is when, when death comes and sucks that last breath out of me I better make sure brother Roger I've done made everything right with God Because if I ain't made everything right with God Death is final There ain't no second chances There ain't no way that you're going to come out of that It's over For it's appointed unto math once to die and then judgment. There's no second chances. So I got to make sure that everything's right. That's why I live for God now. Because I want to please Him now. Before that day ever comes. But here you got a family that's righteous. They living for God. And the Bible says she's barren. Back then, to not have kids was like having Something that would be, uh, uh, that would ostracize you from community. Not having a kid. Because you see, not having a baby meant two things. One, you're broke and you're cursed. Number two, it meant when you die or when you get older, there ain't going to be no kids to take care of you. The kids were your inheritance. And when there ain't no kids, mama ain't got nobody to take care of when she gets older. So here's this lady, Elizabeth, that can't have babies. A dilemma that's beyond modern medicine. There's no doctor to fix her. There's nothing short of God showing up. Has there anybody other than me been in a situation that there is no way in the world this is going to work out? You're in a dilemma. And if I'm not careful, that, that identity of the dilemma that comes with it, fear, worry, anxiety, trouble. At the end of my role, I almost titled this today, you're at wit's end because I know some mamas that's been at wit's end. You've given everything you got to them kids and they're still living crazy. You've given everything you got to God in prayer and it still looks like them kids are a million miles away. I'm here to tell you that that dilemma doesn't have to be your identity. You don't have to be known by that. There's coming a day if you'll declare like Elizabeth did. She declared his name against every obstacle and every barrier. She said his name is John and the Ain't nobody gonna change it. If you ever dedicated that son, if you ever dedicated that daughter, then there's nothing that can change. But the enemy makes you and I believe it's over. It's over. How many things have in finality? The enemy's made you believe it's over. It'll never change. Circumstances will never go away. The problem will never remedy itself. I'm preaching to you today. That you're looking at a dilemma. That it doesn't. Look. That's why I said this at the beginning. There's a group of people that's outside these four walls. It's here. But there's a group of people outside these four walls. They're hungry to hear from God. They're tired of normal religiosity. They're tired of coming to church and go and do things that it never changes their mind. Folks, we're living in an hour that the stress is unbearable on some. The pressure is unbearable on some. The families are in crisis. Children are hooked on drugs. Suicide is rampant. And you and I look back saying, where's God? I'll tell you where he is. He's right in the midst of the dilemma, trying to help you, trying to help I and all it'll take is one individual that says, that's not how I'm going to be known. (laughs) That's not how I'm going to be known. I'm not going to let my dilemma, my crisis, my problem make me Because you see, God's got something greater. Here's Zechariah. He goes into the temple to do his faithful duties. Here's what I love about it, brother Dale. He was faithful. And because he was faithful, an angel showed up. I'm telling some mama here today. Y'all getting Father's Day and Mother's Day all at one time. I'm telling some daddy. I'm telling some mama, I'm telling some parent in this place here today Where you're faithful, God will show up He might not show up when you want him to He might not show up when you think he should But you hear me, when I stay faithful Here's one thing about God that's absolute He's faithful, he says I change not I'm the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the ending If I'm this today, I'll be the same thing tomorrow If God believes this today and professes this Then God doesn't change that and if he was faithful 30 years ago, he'll be faithful today. If God was faithful to a mom and a daddy 40, 50, a grandma years ago, then God will be faithful. He'll be faithful, Sister Juanita. Yes. And he was faithful. Because here's Zechariah doing. But now here's what just baffles me, Brother all, Zechariah gets a visitation. He's righteous, He's good But because He could not believe For the miracle He let the dilemma Identify Watch The angel says Because you can't believe me for this Because of your unbelief I'm silencing your mouth And now you've got to A fella by the name of Zechariah walking around dumb and can't talk. I could have so much fun with that. But it's Mother's Day. He's walking around dumb, Brother Keith. He can't talk. He wants to. Understand, this is not from his birth. This is because of something he did. How many times could we, if we could go back in the past and undo what we did. And we're living today with a, mm, mm, mm. you want to do, you want to say. He was now identified by all as the fella that couldn't speak. His dilemma whats something that now he's going to have to go from person to person trying to explain without words. See, the dilemma now has become a part of his person. You would think zechariah he, he's, he's the priest. He's, he did everything right. He got a revelation, but he can't tell nobody about it. Because of the unbelief that was in him. When God said this. It would be kind of like today. God wants to do a miracle for you. And we go. "Uh Uh-uh. God couldn't do that for me. There's no way God could put my family. There's no way God could heal my body. You understand. Cancer is rampant now. They have no cure. They have no cure for whatever the COVID. saying, you don't understand when you get in my economy you don't have to be known by the dilemma that's out there I can show you something about me that will empower you and strengthen you to become what you need to be for my cause but the battle is just like today God's saying, hey I got something better I got something I want to give you I got something I want to help you with I mean I ain't got a halo but an angel through the word of God is saying you don't have to be known by that dilemma that doesn't have to be your family heritage that doesn't have to be your family trait that doesn't have to be your your history and Zechariah got a message from God that said this find it for me brother Ron where he talked about the joy it was the last verse I read in the first part of that chapter 1 of John or Luke verse probably about 15 he told him like this he said he's going to be named John now here's what the word John means grace from Jehovah see when I look, God was trying to tell John he was trying to tell Zechariah and Elizabeth you're barren There ain't a shot in this world that this thing's going to work out. You're in a dilemma. You can't have kids. But when I step on the scene, I look at the impossibility and I make it possible. And God says, I need you to do something, son. You're going to have a son. And I don't want you to call him like everybody else is going to call him. Because you see, the tradition was, you got to name that kid after somebody in your family. Custom and tradition. So I tell somebody here today, if your mama was a drunk, you don't have to be a drunk. So your daddy was a pervert, you don't have to be a pervert. So your mama was a murderer. You don't have to be a murderer. What he was trying to tell John is. It doesn't matter what the traditions of your family have said. If you'll turn to me in the midst of this. I will do something for you in a relationship with God. I'm going to say what I said at the beginning. God desires relationship. God desires to have a friendship. He's not some elusive being. But he's somebody that you and I can touch. In the spirit of prayer. And be close to him. And him understand. Made it so hard and difficult. He was saying, John, of the, I'm fixing to break the customs. I'm so glad he did. Because if he wouldn't have broken it, what he was saying is, I'm about to show you what grace can do when you step out of your tradition. This is the way I've always done it. This is the way I've always lived. You hear me? there are some things we do that are just tradition that we and I better understand if it's not God led, we're going to become a victim or an identity of a dilemma. And here's him getting a message. He said, you're going to call him John. Grace. Next verse. And he tells him now the result. For many shall have joy and gladness. And many shall rejoice at John's name and the birth of John. So here's the backdrop. The man gets the message. He can't talk because of his unbelief. And God says, you're going to call him John. And because of this birth, many are going to receive joy. Think of dilemmas that you and I have been through. It don't look like we're getting a whole lot of joy out of it, right? Right? But if we keep going in God, God has a way of turning the bitterness of life and situations that we've made mistakes of and we dropped the ball and we've erred in our life. God has a way of turning these things around and saying, You know what? I'm going to give you joy for, for your sorrow. I'm going to give you peace for the conflict and confusion you live in. There's things that God can do for you and I that it doesn't... God's not the author of confusion, but He's the author of peace. And when you and I get peace we get a revelation of who God is. He said, you got joy coming and gladness. Keep in mind, Zachariah's the only one getting the message. Now, he goes home. He can't speak. He can't respond to Elizabeth and tell her what just happened. You say, well, what's that got to do with? That's the ending of the message. When the baby came to full term, the Bible says, go to 51, or that verse where I left. When she came to full term and she gave birth to the baby, Zachariah I don't know where he's at I don't know what part he missed in the message 57 I don't know where Zechariah was now Elizabeth comes to full time that she might be delivered and she brought forth a son next verse and her neighbors and cousins heard what the Lord had done and came. Now it's time for the party. It's time for you to be vindicated, Elizabeth. You were barren and couldn't have a kid, it was impossible. Your dilemma was what was vindic- or, or showing what you were barren, cursed, ostracized from people. And everybody comes to celebrate. The fact that hey a miracle's taking place and go to the next verse and watch what happened and it came to pass on the eighth day they went to circumcise him and they said he's called Zechariah see here's what they were saying you were barren, and they wanted to bring her back to what she did not have the custom and the traditions and the mindset of This is where you're always going to be even though you got the kid. I'm telling some mama, some daddy here today you may have a son and a daughter that they might be a million million miles from God today and they might not be here in this service with you. They may be in this service with you but they're not living for God. You hear me today. God has a way of bringing people through a dilemma but then changing a heart that they begin to serve Him like they were intended to serve Him for. say this is what we're going to call the kid. He ain't nowhere to be found. I'm so thankful for a mama that was willing to speak up for something. Next verse. And the mother said, one translation she just said, "No." You don't understand. I live with the stigma of being barren. I live with the stigma of this problem. I live with the stigma of this dilemma. Is there any mama or daddy? You've lived with the stigma of a son that's been way out and left field. You need to hear me today. As long as there's breath in your body there's always hope for God moving in that situation. She's saying I've been barren long enough. I've had the stigma long enough. I've had the dilemma long enough. I'm not going to let you dictate to my son what he's going be, he's not going to be this he's not going to be that we're living with a generation of kids, well daddy did it so I'm going to do it thank God for a mama that says that's not the way it's done a mama that's strong enough to stand in the midst, I'm not saying defy authority. I'm all for divine order and headship in a home. But when daddy can't speak because of unbelief, there better be a mama that stands up and says, this is the way God says. This is the will of God for our family. She said, no, this ain't happening. I'll never forget. We'd be going to that little church in Evangelion. We weren't living for God. We'd show up to church. My dad, we lived in Lake Charles. But every so often, my mom and dad would take off. They'd head to Vegas. Nobody knows nothing about Vegas, right? They'd head to Vegas. They weren't living for God. They just foot loose, fancy free, and dumped us boys on my hands. And there we are. And I'd be sitting, Sister Mark, in the back of the church, just a teenage boy. And and I was conflicted because I'd see my daddy and i hey, I won't do that. But then I'd go to that little apostolic church in Evangelion. And that preacher would get up to preaching and things would happen and I'd be a part of their worship services and something was different in that church that was in none of the other churches I went to. I went to my friends. I went to my cup. Co- I mean, I had all of them. Man, I had. I, I was a high 57, man. I was every religion. And throw a little new age in there that kind of wanted to come in on the backside, I could just say, it, it, I, I, I seen it all. But when I go to that church, something was different in that little Pentecostal church. I thought they were crazy and nuts, but there was something different. There's something different in there. I could feel the presence of God pulling on my teenage heart. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I want to do what my daddy's doing, man. I, I want to be on the strip, man. Y'all don't let about none of that either. I'll be over there. And, man, when I get it, boy, first place I'm going, man. You graduate, I'm heading to. But, you know, here's what would happen and what God would do, Brother Joe. I'm sitting on that back row. That's back in the days when they'd do prayer requests, Brother Bushnell. And they'd raise their hand. Thank God we don't do that and they'd raise their hand and my little grandmother in the back she'd say pray for CJ Sparkle and the boys and here I am Sister Peggy just a boy hearing her thinking what's wrong with you I'm right here what I need prayer and that's many of us today I don't need prayer I got it all together I said, I don't, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Just keep your prayer over there, Grandma. I mean, seriously. I was in, I mean, look. I, it was rebellion. I didn't need you praying for me. I didn't even know what that was. And there I sit, but yet I would feel. As much as I'd, I'd feel something. Never tell nobody, though, because, man, I had to be. Joe, I had to be. I had my silver, man. I was all punked out, man. I had my hair. That's back when you'd stick hair up right here. Remember that one? you stick your hair up right here. Some of you don't even remember that because it's been so long since you had hair. But something was pulling me. You know what was pulling me? know. They're not here today so I can preach this so freely. They didn't know. My dad knew what was right but he wouldn't do it. But you see there was something pulling from a barren womb. We were in a dilemma. Our family was in a dilemma brother Mike. But somewhere in all of that, that grandmother was an Elizabeth that said Scott Will not be known. Like his daddy. Scott won't be like that. That's what that grandmother was saying. He's not going to be. And I had an old aunt that drove me slack. Crazy brother Wynn. You're going to be a preacher. And I look at her and go. Yeah. Right. You go ahead and go ahead and get a loan on that one. I promise you. They're going to come collecting on you. Said, you're going to be a preacher. So I got a grandma saying, God touch him. I got an aunt saying, He's going to be a preacher. I'm telling somebody here today, the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to win this deal. If you got a mama praying and a daddy praying and an aunt praying and a church praying, you run as far as you want. God's going to see fit that you come and do because there's something about a dilemma. You're not going to be known as something in the world, you're going to be known as a child of God that God can trust and have a relationship with. Musicians come, I'm closing. That grandma was an Elizabeth. I wonder, Brother Savon, she did it like this. You know, they got a party and everybody's together. It's just, it's just Bar Mitzvah, you know, and all them Jews are together and they all got their little things on their head and they're doing all that crazy stuff and they're having a party. And the normal protocol of the party is his name is Zechariah. Yes, yes. And Mama steps up and says, y'all are nuts. That's Scott's comment. And it's right. She said, No, you're not going to name what I've toiled over. And I beg God for her. Some mom and daddy That son and daughter of yours was a gift from God for you You might have not could have had kids Or you could have had kids Regardless the Bible says That it's a treasure to have a child or a son You need to understand the same thing she's saying. If a mom and a daddy can stand up today And say uh uh-uh, uh That's not the way my son and daughter is going to go They're going to live for God They're going to serve God All it would take would be one mama saying I defy custom I defy the tradition I'm going to stick to the word of God because I remember what it was like when I was buried. You don't have to let the dilemma that you face become your identity. You don't have to let the stigma of whatever was in your past dictate your future. Whatever you did and whatever you went through and whatever you struggled with, folks, we all got the t-shirt for it. That's what makes the church so beautiful is the fact that all, all of us are sinners. But we found mercy and grace. You know what she was saying, Elizabeth, when she said, his name's going to be John. She was declaring to those people, grace has come to my house. Mercy has come to my house God has come to my house Is there anybody under the sound of my voice today That says God I need mercy to come to my house I need grace to come to my house I want you to stand with me right now I know it's Mother's Day And I know the traditions of Mother's Day Again I I told you to me We got Mother's Day We got Father's Day I'm glad we set a day aside And try to make everybody, they need to make it a holiday I I believe that but I think we should honor mothers every day daddies every day Pentecost Sunday every Sunday so I've never been one to just kind of one day but I feel today for somebody that you're going through a dilemma that you don't know how in the world you're ever going to come out of it and you don't have Zechariah's He's mute and dumb. He, he's over here. He ain't in that picture. She's alone. But she stood up, Brother Charlie, and said, no. You hear me. I, I'm going to make this blanket statement here. I know we got visitors here. This is the way I always act. This world is not going to get better. Politicians are not going to get better. Social school system ain't going to get better. We can try to do what we can and do our part But none of this is going to get any better But the hope that you and I have Is not in that My hope Is in Right here And the word of God Helping me overcome the challenges That I face I've said this so many times Brother Bushman, I don't know how in the world people make it Without a close relationship with It's like sometimes I see people in hospitals or doctors, wherever it may be, and I hear crisis coming to their life and dilemmas. And it's like, I want to be that Elizabeth and scream out to them and say, No! It don't have to be that way. But they've accepted the dilemma and said this is just the way life is. And it's not true. It can change with one moment. What grandma and grandpa led somebody to was the... The mentor in your life God here today is saying I'm ready to fulfill that role for you If you'll just let me I wonder if, it, if you would right now Just lift your hands all across this building I want them to lead us in a song But here's what I want us to do Lift your hands, lift your voice Be that Elizabeth right now And say uh-uh My family's going to be blessed and favored of God I'm going to see something different That's going to change in my family Come on Some mom and some daddy today That you've given everything you've got to the things of God You've been faithful to the things of God You've tried to live right and godly You've tried to do things right This message is for you today Don't let the the impending things of the world press on you And tell you this is the way You don't have to go down that road You can stand and declare There's grace coming to my house There's mercy coming to my house God is going to come to my house We may have done it wrong there's no way, greater way you could honor a mother or a father today to some son and daughter than for you to live for God with all your heart today. Grab the hand to the person next to you and I want us to all come together as a family. Visitors, we invite you to come, but it's just an invitation. You don't have to come. Church family, you know how we close. We close as a family. And I want us to pray together as a family today. That God would help the mamas, the daddies, children and family that's not here today. That God would give them strength today. Come on, lift your hand when you make your way to the front. Let's ask God for His grace to cover our families right now. Come on, this is the hope for the church. The hope for our families. There's a job that God is birthing in somebody's life today. Grace is reaching for somebody. Mercy is reaching for somebody. If you just ask God to forgive you of all your sins, there could be a Holy Ghost resurrection moment.